There's drama at the Kali. 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 There's drama at the Kali. Yeah, I think so. You are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You, you were just about to ask me, hey, how's that rap career going, Wayne? <laughs> Welcome to another episode. It's not. Another episode of Locked On A's. I am Wayne Coy, lifetime, lifetime, it's easy for me to say, lifetime Oakland A's fan. There, spit it out. And uh, morning radio dude in the Bay Area for a whole bunch of years. And happy to be here every single day with Locked On A's. It is, of course, your team every day. Opportunity for you to get... All the news that is news and even more on your favorite baseball team. Okay. Thank you, by the way, for making Locked On A's your first listen every day. We do appreciate that. Of course, we are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, too. In fact, if you're a first-timer, let us know about that. If you're an everydayer, you're here every day. That's awesome. Let us know that, too. I'd love to shout you out. And I won't rap. I promise. Okay? All, of course, part of the podcast network known as Locked On, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to us by FanDuel. FanDuel with a heck of a deal right now in the NFL season that is just really picking up steam over the last couple of weeks. Opportunity for you to get in and have even more fun with the game. Get in the game as FanDuel makes every moment more. And all you got to do is go to FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started your $5 money line bet could get you $150 in bonus bets. All of that, of course, from our friends at FanDuel. So much today to talk about. Kind of not sure where to start, but I think we'll start in Vegas and then we'll go to Oakland since both cities are obviously on the radar all the time with the A's. Well, there's a company called Macquarie Securities, and what they do is basically handle money. And they are in the gaming industry, quite heavy, actually. And one of their analysts, a guy by the name of Chad Bainan, uh, spoke up and told investors in the November 17th research note that the unanimous relocation vote by Major League Baseball to send the A's from Oakland to Las Vegas would be, his words, quote, a positive development for Bally's Corp. Because it provides the company with, according to him, a little clarity as to the future of the Tropicana Hotel, something that a lot of people have been speculating about. And according to him, another financial lift for the company, which apparently they need, Bally's Corp, uh, having some issues with their Chicago properties right now. So any good news or any news that's good news, any news is good news. Any news is good news. I don't think so. I think it's good news is good news. Anyway, these guys are based out of Rhode Island. A lot of people confused because there used to be Bally's, which is now called Horseshoe, in Las Vegas on the Strip. That Bally's was owned by Caesars Corporation. Don't get it twisted. That's not who run the Tropicana in Las Vegas. These guys are out of Rhode Island. They lease the operations of the Tropicana from another company, which is called uh, GLPI, 
okay? Uh, of course, that is a really old casino hotel. It's one of the oldest in the city. Uh, and it's in need of probably being knocked down no matter what, whether the A's come or not. But uh, the plan is demolish the trop and build a whole brand new resort and casino. And at the same time, of course, build a baseball stadium on the nine acres that are behind the stadium, kind of behind or behind the uh, not behind the stadium, behind the Tropicana Hotel, that nine acres, and then the Las Vegas airport is right behind there. Very busy intersection, a lot of controversy there. 26 acres left for Bally's uh, to go ahead and develop out of the 35 that are there. And again, uh, they pay their rent to gaming and leisure properties. They're in a 50-year agreement, $10.5 million a year, call it rent, but it's a lease. They lease that site. And of course, uh, they were holding off on making any operational changes until after the owner's vote. But then when that came through, the quote was, quote, we believe that clearing the hurdle will now allow management to assess the various paths that lead us forward for the redevelopment of the property, which could include building a large resort or finding a partner. Okay, that's a little gray. Batley still has got some time to figure out what to do, of course. Demolition doesn't take place for the A's until after they go through a bunch of stuff that's going to get rubber stamped like everything else. Uh, but yeah, you got Clark County departments who have to sign off. Uh, you have the Las Vegas Stadium Authority, otherwise known as the Back Pocket. Uh, Steve Hill and the gang, they'll, I'm sure, whatever needs to be done, that'll get done. So really... Most of the heavy lifting's out of the way. You still have the FAA, of course. They get to chime in, but they can't really say anything yet because there are no plans yet. Yeah, so once you've got plans, blueprints, then the FAA can look at it and see if indeed there are any issues uh, with the flight plan because you are literally right next door to the airport, okay? So based on their construction timeline, uh, the Tropicana site needs to be demolished and out of the way by April of 2025. That's an important date because the A's want to open up this stadium in Vegas in 2028. So to be able to meet all of the construction deadlines and be ready for the 2028 season, they would need to have everything ready to go by April of 2025. Now, Bainan uh, apparently told the investors that a baseball stadium on the Strip, quote, represents, according to him, an incremental catalyst for Las Vegas as a whole that will bolster the entertainment draw of the city. I guess it could. It certainly helps out the MGM resorts. And you know what? I thought this briefly when John Fisher met with Bill Hornbuckle, who's uh, the CEO of, uh, of MGM resorts. I thought about that for a sec, and then I kind of forgot about it. But again, Bally's, sorry to break it to you, David Sampson, is the owner of the Tropicana, and they have nothing to do with MGM. And I know it's hard to get past that because there used to be, like I said, a Bally's hotel. So just remember that Bally's Corp has the Trop. But if you go across the street, MGM Grand. Go across the street, New York, New York. You could go down a little ways and you'd have Park MGM, it used to be the Monte Carlo, or you can go across the walkway and there's the Excalibur and next to that, the Luxor. Every single one of those 
is an MGM property. So, of course, Mr. Hornbuckle is uh, absolutely paying attention to what's going on with his across-the-street neighbors over there at the Tropicana. Because, you know, what's good for the Trop probably would be good for the MGM. Of course, we'll have to wait and see on that. Meanwhile, like I said earlier, there are other issues that Bally has to contend with. In Chicago, they had a $12.8 million projection so far at their temporary casino there, Play Illinois, only $1.5 million for September and all of October. So they got a long ways to go there. Temporary casino is going to be replaced by a $1.7 billion permanent resort, but that's not till 2026. So yeah, the shareholders, a little nervous, kind of watching their stocks, hoping for some good news out of Vegas as it relates to the ballpark. And uh, at least according to this particular guy, Benyon, he says, we view insider purchases as one of the strongest signs of confidence. Well, CEO Robeson Reeves and President George Papanier acquired $760,000 of Bally's stock this month. It was trading then at $9.33 a share. Their purchases got that thing up to $11.35, and that's about where it's at right now. So we'll watch and see if there are indeed money issues with Bally's or if everything is going to be smooth sailing, but obviously that would affect the A's and the ballpark and the whole thing in in some big ways so we keep an eye on that and we keep an eye on what's happening with our friends at FanDuel well they're making it exciting for you all you got to do is put down a five dollar money line bet this is how easy that is okay this past weekend Raiders Chiefs pick a team I'll take the Raiders that's your money line bet well you would have lost that I'll take the Chiefs you would have won that and if you are a new customer and you win your $5 money line bet, they're going to give you $150 in bonus bets. I don't know how they do it, but they do it. It's FanDuel making it interesting. No matter what you're into, you can jump on board with the spreads, of course, the player props, the overs, the unders, all of that during the football season definitely makes the NFL a whole lot more fun. And of course, FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL and some great people besides that. Hey, we've launched our first ever national 24-7 sports streaming network. How cool to be first. It's like being the first ones on the moon. We're all happy about that. Of course, Locked On A's, your team every day. We're the local channel or the regional channel, I guess you could call it, because we're focused on the A's. Well, all the teams have somebody doing what I do for their team. And all of that is curated and then presented, not only that, but some national shows as well. All of that happening right now at Locked On Sports Today. You check it out, subscribe on YouTube. Definitely worth viewing. And again, first ever national 24-7 sports streaming network. And we're pretty proud of that. All right. Well, I got to tell you, we said we would take it from uh, Vegas to Oakland, and we will. The Coliseum, of course, is the focus of a lot these days. And Alameda County officials claiming that the A's have not yet announced their plans to leave town. According to the article in the San Jose Mercury News, the determination allows the A's, of course, to postpone the payment of the $45 million that they still owe for the purchase of their half 
of the Coliseum property that they bought from Alameda County. They haven't paid for it yet, but they bought it. The Coliseum is co-owned by the city and the county. So one half is city of Oakland, the other half Alameda County, but the A's of course are getting the county piece of that. They bought it in 2019 for a sweetheart price of $85 million. And what happened in doing that was it gave John Fisher basically veto power for any future development at the 120 acres that is the Coliseum property. So that's a little bit of power, right? And they got it on the cheap. At the time, they were saying that the property was probably worth 100 million, maybe even 150 million. Uh, the A's got it for 85 mil. And they did it because at the time, the people at the county were saying, well, this would be maybe a way to ensure that the A's will stay in Oakland. So back to that contract because the issue is whether or not the A's are required under the sale terms to immediately now make the three final payments. And the reason for that is, well, because they're leaving. Unless you're on the county, you're one of the county supervisors, and then they're not leaving, okay? Digging into that, according to the article, under the contract, the payments shall become immediately due and payable to the county within 180 days of the athletics announcement of their relocation out of Oakland. The announcement that according to two county supervisors, former Dublin mayor and district one supervisor, David Hobart and six termer from district four, Nate Miley, along with county council, Donna Ziegler. They say that the team has not yet announced that it will leave Oakland. What? I, I don't know how clearer they could be. Remember April 20th? Remember that gut punch? You know, parallel paths. We're done with that. Dave Cavill letting everybody know. And here's the quote. Uh, we are focusing all of our energies on Las Vegas. We were on this parallel path for a while where we had kind of two markets and we were kind of juggling but that period is over and we are focused on Vegas, end quote. But you got supervisors saying that they've never made it official, that they've not announced it, that they're leaving Oakland. They said so. They said so. No, nobody stuttered. And if you actually read the contract, um, they should have triggered the 180 day clock for the A's to make the remaining payments. Had they done that, Day 180 would have been October 16th. That was like more than six weeks ago. And guess what happened in the meantime? That's right. MLB owners got together 30 to nothing. That was the result of their vote to approve the A's relocation. But don't tell the, don't tell the supervisors that. Supervisor Miley sent the Mercury News a text message on Sunday, and it said, quote, County Council informed me that the contract provision has not been triggered yet. And then when the reporter said oh, he wanted to know what would you say then would make the announcement official, what would trigger that? He said, well, I'll follow up with Ziegler, whose counsel didn't provide any further clarification. And no comment from Ziegler, by the way. 
So they're kind of holding up everything right now. The A's obviously aren't going to make the payments if the county's not even asking for it. Why would you? And last week, Dave Cavill said sure to the Mercury News that he would, in fact, have a conversation with them about the whole thing. Then on Friday, when he was due to have that convo, sent a text saying, quote, sorry, something came up. We're not commenting on the story. Now, if the team were staying in Oakland, you know, the payment thing wouldn't be an issue because the final three payments, 15 million apiece, would be January of 2024. So that one's coming up. February of 2025 and then January of 2026. I mean, the truth is nobody ever really thought this was a good deal in the first place. Like I said, 100 to 150 million speculated value. The county never bothered to go find out what the market value was. And basically for $85 million, totally on the cheap, they went ahead and let John Fisher and the A's buy that half of the Coliseum property again because they were thinking that it might be a way to keep the A's in Oakland. Heck, Dave Cavill was in front of the commission saying, quote, we want to privately finance. Should I pause there for you to laugh? Privately finance a new ballpark here in Oakland. And this action would go a long way in making that happen. Sure. That's what Dave Cavill said when he was begging the supervisors to do the deal. They did the deal. So, hey, good job, Dave. Gave the A's a sweetheart deal to help ensure that they would stay in Oakland. And now, right. So the county supervisors just got played like a violin. And I hate to break it to you, but if they got played and you're a taxpayer and you live in Alameda County, you got played. That's how that works. We'll keep an eye on that story. That's what's up at the Coliseum. So we got Bally's issues and Coliseum issues. Is there anything else that maybe might be considered good news? Well, yeah. I mean, it won't be long before pitchers and catchers report again. And we'll actually be talking about baseball, which would be nice. And today the A's announced 22 non-roster invitees to spring training. That's a big list. It does include some players you've heard of. For example, first year player draft, number one prospect, according to MLB.com in the A's organization, that would be infielder Jacob Wilson. 333 home run and 13 RBIs in 26 games in his professional debut. And that was with uh, the A's ACL team and also uh, high A Lansing. So already a step or so up the ladder and looking good. Beyond that, the A's fourth-ranked prospect, catcher Daniel Susak, has been invited to spring training, along with Max Muncy. No, not that one. The younger of the two Max Muncy's. 275, 10 homers, 62 RBIs between Lansing and Midland. And, of course, he did his thing in the, uh, in the fall league there in Arizona as well. Uh, you got Easton Lucas, who's a left-handed pitcher. We got him in the Fuji deal with Baltimore. Uh, and then Billy Sullivan, who came over in the Christian Pache deal with the Phillies. Rounding out the list of internal invitees, Cooper Bowman, infielder, right-handed pitcher Stevie Emanuels, infielder Brett Harris, catcher Kyle McCann. I think that's like an obligatory catcher name, McCann. 
right? Uh, Right-handed pitcher Jack Perkins, another Arizona Fall League guy. Yohel Pozo, outfielder Max Schumann, and right-handed pitcher Shohei Tomioka. Now, I always said we'd get Shohei Tomioka, not Otani. But, hey, we got a Shohei. Shohei me the money. Right-handed pitcher Vinny Natoli, love the name, went one and two with a 4.64 ERA, 35 games between AAA Iowa and AAA Syracuse last year. And also of note, outfielder Daz Cameron. Then in addition to that, there were a whole bunch of people like outfielder Hoy June Park, uh, infielder Armando Alvarez, right-handed pitcher Tyler Ferguson. Names, some you'll know, some you won't, and you may never know. Left-handed pitcher Jack O'Laughlin, Domingo Robles, and outfielder Jason, uh, I think it's pronounced Jason Rosario. Okay. All of that headed to spring training. 21 players on their way. Was it 21 or 22? I lost track. 22 non-roster invitees. That's a pretty big list. Pitchers and catchers will report to Mesa February 14th, Valentine's Day. Will you love it? We'll have to wait and see. And, of course, first full squad workout for the spring will be Monday, February 19th. But there's lots going on in between then. All the Vegas stuff, all the Oakland stuff, to move or not to move, that is the question. And, of course, we have to get through the winter meetings, possibly some acquisitions for the A's. I don't know. Have to wait and see. But, yeah, that's all happening. And in addition, we've got another installment of this date in A'story. It's not history. It's A'story. Rick Monday, remember him? Very first free agent draft, that or college draft, that ever took place. Amateur draft, I think they called it back then. Uh, Rick Monday, year one, pick one. 1965 by the Kansas City A's. Never quite became that guy, but still very serviceable player. And I'm glad we had him because if not for having Rick Monday on this date in 1971, we would not have acquired left-handed pitcher Kenny Holtzman. And, of course, Kenny Holtzman started, I think, every postseason series for the A's, had a great postseason record, a heck of a pitcher, along with Catfish Hunter, Vita Blue, and Blue Moon Odom, made up a great pitching staff for the A's. And Kenny Holtzman came over in that trade on this date in 1971 with the Cubs for Rick Monday. 1976, after he had been traded by the A's to the Orioles, Reggie Jackson became a free agent, and it was on this date that he signed what at the time was a lot of money. I know these days you hear what's being paid to players, and you're like, you hear $3.5 million and you're like, okay, was that for a week? <laughs> was that a month? No, that was his, that was his deal, $3.5 mil. And I think uh, that made him the highest, player, highest paid player in the game at the time. And it made him a New York Yankee, which, of course, led to some World Series heroics and all of that. I still contend that he was Mr. October in Oakland before he was ever Mr. October in the Bronx. But that's okay. He's Reggie, right? It was on this date that he became a Yankee. Birthdays, well, just really um, one to speak of. He was an all-star as an outfielder, played most of his career for the Yankees. 1952 and 53, he was a World Series champ. 
but we got to know him really well starting in 1971 when he became the A's third base coach for manager Dick Williams. And all he did was coach third base, 71, 72, 73, 74. They made the postseason all four of those years, won their division all four of those years, and won the World Series three out of four. So that was Irv Noren over there waving him in from third base. Uh, it was his birthday, November 29th, 1924. He died back in 2019, just two weeks shy of what would have been his 95th birthday. But listen, we'll always remember Coach Irv. Well, tomorrow's show ought to be fun. We're going to have another visit with the guys that we've spent some time with already. They are the co-directors of a really cool documentary that basically tells the whole story of the 2023 fan revolt in Oakland, including the reverse boycott, the summer of Cell, and the directors Gabriel Cullen and Jared Isham will be joining us for a really special Locked on A's tomorrow. So I hope you'll join us for that because that, I'm telling you right now, is going to be a whole lot of fun. Don't forget, Locked On has launched the very first 24-7 streaming sports network. We're proud to be a part of that. Locked On A's actually made an appearance there last week, which is cool, and I'm sure we'll be back on again. But yeah, you can keep up with all the sports, NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, college. It's all happening and you want to check it out, Locked On Sports today, 24-7. Just subscribe on YouTube and start checking it out. National shows that cover every single one of the leagues. Subscribe, and you never miss an episode. You know, speaking of subscriptions, I want to thank you for doing that, subscribing to this channel. It really does mean a lot. You don't miss an episode that way. And if you give us the thumbs up, well, you're really helping us spread the channel. So, Thank you for doing that. Appreciate you being here again. If you're an everydayer, let us know in the comments because I'd love to know who's hanging around. If you got anything at all to say, say it in the comment section. I'm, I'm very good about getting back to almost everybody. So go ahead and do that. Let's have a little, uh, little discourse. I think it's okay. Lots going on with our team. And always, you're going to find out about it right here. Your team every day, Locked on A's. I'm Wayne Coy. Be back again tomorrow. And until then, you keep on swinging.